0: Welcome to A.M. Best Audio. A.M. Best annual look at the global reinsurance industry touches on a number of issues affecting the industry with numerous reports focused on different aspects, sectors, and geographic regions. Here to discuss some of the leading factors affecting reinsurers and more recent headlines is Carlos Wong-Fu Pui, Senior Director A.M. Best, and Carlos... The report notes that this recent hard market cycle is different from previous ones. How so?
1: Um, yes. So we have a hard market with different characteristics from previous cycles. Say, when we think about 1992, 2001, 2005, what we would typically have is a single major event which would deplete capital that would put pressure on rates, which would spike very suddenly, would attract new capital in the form of startups creating a class off, and the cycle starts repeating itself. So that happened in 1992 with Andrew, 2001, 9-11, 2005 um, with um, uh, Sandy. Uh, However, uh, 2011 things were a bit different. Say we had the Japanese New Zealand earthquakes, Thai floods, but that was considered relatively localized. There were movements, very uh, specific, very geographically concentrated. But at the same time, what we had was a market which was awash with capital. Capital which had started to get into the market in 2008 with very low interest rates. Uh, and ILS, uh, the, the, the ILS expansion was, was um, happening very quickly. Now I would say this cycle has started in 2017, Yeah, Harvey, Irma Maria. We don't have that capital depletion that we had in previous cycles. The, uh, there hasn't been such a spike in rates, so rates started to increase gradually and we are not seeing any new startups. So partly because we still, until last year, we had this very low interest rate environment. So we have this uh, strange situation when interest rates are high, rates have increased, say we only had that step change in January 2023, uh, 2023, with uh, the latest renewals, when companies still uh, start to perceive that uh, rates have reached price adequacy. Uh, But we don't see that new capital coming, and we still, uh, I think that for a while, we'll see uh, increased discipline in the way capital is being deployed.
0: Now, underwriting results improved in 2022, but ROE fell. In fact, it fell sharply how do you square that and what does that say about the market? Well, first thing
1: is companies and are under very strong pressure to improve ROE's to meet their cost of capital. When we think of the situation between 2017 and 2021, we've estimated ROE's around 4.5%, at a time of low interest rates when cost of capital was being estimated almost twice as much. 2022, interest rates start to um, increase sharply. So we've seen companies moving away from property cut, trying to de-risk their balance sheets. Results started to stabilize in 2021. It has been the first year in several years that we had combined ratios below 100%. Same happened in 2022. But companies are still playing catch-up. So uh, yes, return on equity has improved. uh, But cost of capital has increased as well. So it's not uh, rare to see companies actually targeting um, uh, ROEs in excess of 15% to try to meet their cost of capital because risk-free interest rates have gone up. The risk premium that investors um, uh, attribute to the reinsurance segment is going up, say, given the the, the volatility. Inflation expectations, as well, say, are an important factor to put into the equation. And uh, yes, I think that the underwriting discipline is there and the underwriting results have improved in the last two years and we expect that to happen in 2023 as well. But there are some elements that we can control <laughs> that are part of the macroeconomic environment. And yes, the increasing interest rates produce that uh, sharp decline in um, the fixed investment uh, market value of assets. So we had unrealized investment losses, which not only depressed significantly ROEs in 2022, but have as well uh, put pressure on on capital positions. Yeah. So still, we think the market remains well capitalized. So there were uh, say, uh, significant buffers before the decline. And what we have seen in the first half of 2023 is that despite high-cut loss activity and due to that de-risking that reinsurers have already applied, the results are still looking very healthy. And there has been some recovery on the investment side as well due to um, fixed investment securities which have matured, or reinvestment rates, which are much higher than with what we had just one year ago.
0: Now last year's report focused on a swing away from property catastrophe risk. Is that a trend that's continuing and is that something we should expect to continue?
1: I think yes, yes, as part of a wider picture. What I think is companies are trying to be more diversified. Um, so the, a, a big element that we had since 2017 in the next four or five years was that volatility in results which was attributable to property cut results and for a number of years what we had was that while primary writers were still producing very healthy profits that wasn't the case with reinsurers what we saw was that there was a necessary realignment between risk profiles of sedants and reinsurers. So uh, it's not just a question of rates. So reinsurers have been uh, tightening terms and conditions, have been moving uh, upwards in the protection layer, uh, have been uh, uh, restricting coverage in for certain perils. Uh, so it's not just about rates, terms and conditions, uh, Uh, are are an important factor here. And what we saw as well is that companies have been redeploying capital away from property cut. Casualty, specialty lines, primary sector. So it's very difficult to find these days a pure property cut specialist on the reinsurance side uh, of the type Uh, of the companies that emerged after one of these big events that we've referred before. So I think that these days, uh, most investors prefer a more diversified, established business, business model where they have several levers to play with depending on how market conditions change. And that is why we're still a bit skeptical about new capital coming into the market. I think that there's pressure for flight to quality and the ability to adjust to those market conditions is uh, best placed with those um, uh, uh, strong franchises with a proven track record.
0: We've been hearing a lot about fronting lately. Uh, Generally speaking, these are arrangements with MGA partnerships. How do you think reinsurers are managing these relationships?
1: I think that reinsurers uh, see the opportunity to um, make use of a new distribution channel that gets them closer to the risk, yes, but uh, I I don't think that any well-established reinsurers is heavily dependent on on MGAs and and, and fronting arrangements. Uh, I think it's the other way around. Uh, have become, say, by definition, heavily dependent on reinsurance. Say, one of the things that we have to bear in mind is, uh, say, credit quality, counterparty credit risk, um, uh, say, reliance on collateral, yes, because of certain events that we've heard recently, has become much, much more important. So how you select that reinsurer that is going to, to work with you and how financially strong it is is extremely important. Especially when that that flight to quality is, is crucial. What I think is um, say if four fronters MGAs which are probably heavily concentrated geographically, which haven't had Good results, Previously, it's going to be very, very difficult to try to find that good quality partner. Uh, but it, it's a situation that will remain evolving.
0: Now, Carlos, AMBEST has a stable outlook for the industry. Do you see any factors that could tip the scales one way or the other going forward?
1: Um, going forward, I would say... From the positive side, we know there's lots of optimism in the market, and there are reasons for that. Results have been improving. The market, despite the unrealized investment losses that we saw last year, we think that it remains well capitalized. um, But there are a number of challenges as well. So, as I said, many companies are still playing catch-up. So you are producing good results after four or five years of sustained losses. Um, companies are still very cautious on how they deploy the capital. That there is still, in some excess, there. Uh, I think that one of the main challenges is protection gap, emerging risks. Yeah. So we have new technologies. I say, if the segment wants to remain as relevant as it has been in the past, as part of the broader economy, innovation is key. Um, That is probably something that could move things on the positive direction, but it's not going to happen overnight.
0: Thanks, Carlos.
1: Thank you very much, John.
0: That was Senior Director Carlos Wang-Fupui. You can find the full report online at ambest.com. For AMBest TV, I'm John Weber.